Welcome to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I'm Justin Oswald, the Executive Pastor of TC. With me today is not Brad Livingston, it is <laughs> Ashley Ladd. Hey Ashley, guys. welcome back. She's no stranger to our podcast. Um, we let Pastor Brad have a vacation, I guess. Well deserved. Yeah, they're uh, on a family vacation, so uh, hope they're having a good time. Ashley, if you don't know, serves several ways in our serves our church and our church community. Um, I'm going to try to get them all. Coach of our prayer team. Yes. Coach of our nursery. Yes. <laughs> uh, small group leader. Yes. Uh, there's something else. You're well, in the pipeline. Uh, yes, well, I am, but I took a semester uh, off. Yeah, because you're a nursing school. Yeah, and then I was the small groups uh, hub, hub leader. leader for women. But honestly, Jawan's kind of killing the game, so it's like, <laughs> yeah. I don't really feel like I yeah. need it there anymore. Yeah, um, so essentially, she really, you know, what's really cool about, about you, Ashley, I think, is your heart for women in our, not just our church, but for women, you know, so she's always, she's always acted, um, you know, very much plays a pastoral role through our small groups with our women. So it's really, so it's really cool. So yeah. So what we're going to do today is we're, we're going to talk, um, this is our follow up podcast. We're going to do like we normally do, even though pastor Brad's not, not here. Uh, hopefully we, um, we do get the justice. essence, we get the <laughs> essence of the message. Hopefully we still get it out there. So, um, if you're, if you're tuning in live on Facebook, we're so glad you're with us. Uh, drop some, drop some comments. If you have questions in, in the comments, maybe we'll try to answer them, um, toward the end. Um, and you know, we're really excited. We were talking in staffing yesterday, actually, uh, I don't know how much you noticed because I know you do a lot on Sundays with the, the nursery, mm-hmm. but we were talking in staff meeting. Well, number one, there was a lot of faces I've never seen yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Even in the nursery, we had several people for second service that I was like. Yeah. Spe- <laughs> especially in the 1030 service, there was so many people. And then there was there was one family had nine kids. Oh, yes. Came, right? Mason. I, we had Mason, the youngest one. Oh, that's one. right. Cause, yep. And he came out. Um, uh, I saw the dad. I talked to the dad when he came and got. Mason, Mason out, yeah. Um, but it was really, really cool. They have ten kids, and she's pregnant again. Yes, the mom is. So that's really <laughs> cool. Uh, all boys. Yes. One in your girl. So goodness. Um, wow. Uh, <laughs> to it, say the least. But but we were talking in staff meeting about how um it was just, it was with all those new people, and then some of the people I were talking to that I was talking to, it was like a, I you know we depend upon the word you use. It was a cool energy. It was a cool vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically after, specifically noticeable before the ten thirty service and after the ten thirty service. Yes. Um. So that was always that's always cool. You know, I think people are just starting to get back in the, the swing of things from these. Yeah, holidays. coming back from the holidays for yeah. sure. So, I was talking to who was I was talking to Sagan. I think who's the coach over the preschool about how like second service has been kind of. I'll, bringing it yeah kind of, yeah, yeah so um i think that's cool you know yeah, it, was it, our, it was our first um our first sunday of 2020 um and we talked last week on the podcast well, i want to remind everybody if if anything like an announcement but just some of the things coming up um that, that's really Im- important to us you know w- number one every for this year we're doing something really new is the bible the daily reading plan for the yes. bible that post on our our um, facebook and instagram stories every morning um, as we do this, this Bible reading plan. So, um, uh, I've, I've been enjoying that. I think it's cool. Um, so it's one of those things where 
we, we do think spiritual disciplines are very important. Mm-hmm. It's a way of discipleship. It's a way for people who are new to our church, but more importantly, new to our church, new to the faith. Yes. Um, to, to teach them. It's one thing to say that you should be doing something. It's another to help resource people to actually do it. I agree. Uh, so that that's something we've, you know, John and, and the team has worked really hard to put that stuff together just to, just to get it out every morning. Um, so that's new for us. And then coming up Sunday is the beginning of 21 days of prayer. prayer. Yep. Yeah. So that's, we do that twice a year. This is actually 21 days of prayer and fasting. Yes. We do a fasting part um, the, the in January when we do it. So we're really excited about that and doing that very different this year. Yes, um, we are. So we're I'm doing excited that. about it, though. <clears throat> yeah, we are, too. And for those, for those of you who, who are new or maybe don't know, uh, what we traditionally have done in the past is Monday through Friday, we, we gather 6 a.m. from prayer from 6 to 7 um, and we actually joined in with a whole bunch of other churches um, in with Church of the Highlands that they kind of put on a, a, a prayer service. Mm-hmm. We join in with their live stream <laughs> with that. So they, um, you know, they bring a little a little message that's tied to the prayer focus for the day. And then um, there, there's there's worship, a, a message tied with the prayer focus. And then there's corporate prayer where you, they just play music and we kind of do our own thing as yep. far as a, a private prayer time. And then we kind of come together as a group. We pray and we go and start our day, um, which is really cool. I always enjoy 21 days of prayer, even though six is really early. Yes, but there's something about that getting up, getting out um, that just shows, I don't know, it's kind of sacrificial. I like yeah. that a lot. I've always enjoyed the early. The however is we started talking about for our people, our demographic. Um, and I know that's really not a spiritual word in a church, but Nonetheless, with our people, young families, we want as many people to be able to participate in 21 days of prayer as they can. But you you have a a young daughter. I do. So it's it's very hard for the the young families. You know, they're trying to get their kids into school and all Mm -hmm. that. So um, they almost don't get to participate like that. I've I've never gotten to actually participate in coming to the church at 6 in the morning to be here in that, except for on Saturdays when we did it. Yeah. And um, even though there's the option to do it at home, it's just, it was, you know, because you knew that everybody else was there, you kind of felt, you know, maybe a little disconnected. And then that can lead to like a discouraging, you know, place where you're like, well, why even bother? Yeah. I can't be a part of it. Everybody else is there. And the the hope was, you know, and I think you're probably one of the few that even were, uh, maybe I shouldn't say that. You have to be real intentional to do it on your own at yes. some point in the day. So what what she's saying is you could tune into the live stream as mm-hmm. well. Um, and some people maybe couldn't do it at 6 a.m., but on their lunch break or whatever mm-hmm. would, would take part in it because um, we have prayer guides and those type of things. You can kind of, th- there are ways to be a part, but um, nonetheless, we, we wanted we wanted to make it where more people could participate if possible. So we are trying something new. I think it's a little out of the box. Yes. Um, which fits right in with, fits our with what we do. Yes. Um, but we're trying, you know, so the idea was let's use the mediums at hand that are free um, and go where the people are anyways. Mm-hmm. So we are, you're involved, yes. um, but we're, we're doing some of our, our pastors, and some of our staff and then people, uh, Ashley is one, uh, pastor Dan is going to do, do some, uh, we're going to do daily devotions with a prayer focus, just like we did before, uh, lead a little devotion around that prayer focus and then lead prayer. And we're going to post that on social media, 
uh, every, every day. So whether you wake up in the morning and want to do it or your lunch break or in the evening, whatever, um, it's just, it's a way for everyone to take part. And then on Saturdays, we'll still gather here at our, at our church offices, um, and, and have the, the, the prayer thing. Pastor Brad will lead that, have worship and, and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I think we're going to get a lot more involvement because everybody knows that everybody's we're all do, doing yeah it. nobody's yeah. you're not missing out on anything not at so. all so uh, I'm really excited about that um and I've been I've been I've been in this conversation in my head along with God of what am I gonna fa- you know what am I gonna oh fast? yeah that's always the question um, and you know I, I kind of have this back and forth with fasting on like food <laughs> no, no no well yeah yeah I like I don't want to fast Facebook Instagram <laughs> well even like you know you can make some people make the argument that if you're not fasting some kind of food you're mm-hmm. not truly fasting like I think some people make that argument like people sure. say like I'm fasting I'm fasting TV is that really a fast I, I don't know this so I am gonna do I I, I am gonna do something consumption mm-hmm. food wise um, but I also do think I'm gonna go the TV route yeah I, I don't watch a lot of TV I watch a lot of I like news. I'm yeah. an old guy. I like a news, news junkie. <laughs> Just, Seriously. Um, and I'll do obviously like Netflix and stuff, yeah. but I don't, but other than that, um, I have a goal to increase my, my reading. Yes. I, I would love to knock out a book a week. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to use the 21 days of prayer and when I'm home, not, not have the TV on at all and just, yeah. just reading, um, so I'm going to do that. That's what yeah. I think I'm going to do. I think that I was just talking to somebody, my neighbor who, um, has come to our church a couple of times and I was, she came over uh, and I was talking to her about 21 days of prayer and fasting and she asked what that was. And so I was, she's fairly new. So I was talking to her about that and she's like, well, what do you fast? And I said, really, you know, obviously in, in scripture, we see them fasting food. Um, and I do think that that's important, but I also think that, you know, there, we live in a different time. And not saying that the things in scripture are not applicable to our day and age, but I do think that, you know, we just have some temptations like Facebook and Instagram and, you know, the plethora of TV, you know, distractions that we have on Netflix where you, you know, you don't have to wait a whole week to watch the next show. You can like get sucked into several hours. Um, Which I got sucked into something recently. Oh my gosh. The Messiah on Netflix. Oh, my mom and (laughs) my mom was just telling me that they were starting to watch that. And I was like... Yeah. I wonder what yeah, that's it's about. Good. So I didn't mean to catch you. No, off. you're fine. So anyways, I was just telling her, I was like, I think the bottom line is the heart behind your fast. So like if whatever you're fasting doesn't require that you, um, you know, enter into prayer in place of that desire, then I think we probably miss a little bit of the point because, you know, to, to fast food, there was a physical desire, physical need of your body to have that nourishment. And so to go without that, there was that, um, you know, that longing for that thing. And so instead of going to that food to satisfy, they were going to the Lord to satisfy. So well, I think the same thing is, you know. And if, it's because it's filling that. Like if, if yeah. I was going to say, well, I'm fasting, I'm fasting lunch. Yeah. Great. But if I don't take my lunch time to and, pray, and to pray, what are you doing? You're you just know. dieting. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're just, you know, intermittent fasting. Like you the know. new thing, the millennials right. thing. We skip breakfast. We call it fasting. We move on. Yeah. So, um, but, but yeah. And I even, um, you know, I, uh, the, my old pastor, he used to even, he used to even go a step further when in his teaching, which I like, I, I enjoy is he would even kind of say like, if you, um, if you were fasting lunch, still go get the lunch 
and give it to someone. Oh wow! Type thing, like give it to someone who's hungry, yeah. and then you go be with the, your time with the Lord. Like he. Oh, that like, would be like I feel like even yeah, just like one yeah. step harder because now you're holding your physical like oh I'm yeah so hungry. right. But it's like it's truly denying <laughs> yourself. Yeah, you know, so uh, of something uh, maybe it's just something you want, food, something you mm-hmm. need. Um, but you know, we treat we treat food as not just a need but as a want. Oh my gosh! Yes. Um, so so um, and there's plenty of things, guys. If you're interested in fasting food, obviously, um, if you have dietary things for health reasons like yeah. it may be something you want to consult your doctor with uh, you can go online uh, there's things like a daniel fast mm-hmm. where uh, you know rich foods or sh- you know those type yeah. of things so there's um if it, to go strictly uh no food like just water it's only, really not you know that, that's a that's, it's a hard that's, that's a hard physical thing to do for your body for sure it is so i definitely recommend i think last year i did um liquids only for the first five hours that I was awake. So it didn't matter when, like, I wasn't going to say no fasting or no, no foods until like 12. Cause then I could just sleep until 10 and I'd only be fasting for two hours. You know? <laughs> oh, so that's, I, that's, that's good. Yeah. yeah. So I was like for the first five hours, no, no matter when I woke up, it was five hours from that point that I was only allowed liquids. So bone broth, things like that, juicing, things like that. Um, And it was still denying like that physical like satiation of like physical putting something in your mouth and chewing it and that kind of thing. Um, But it kind of eased my anxiety just a little bit because I knew that my body was still getting Getting nutrients and things like that. So that's always a way to go. I've done no sugar before. Oh, that one's rough. I did one year. It was, I, I almost felt like, I didn't, I was like, I don't know if I'm cheating. I don't know if this is, you know, but what I didn't want to do is set myself up for failure. Sure. Um, you know, the flesh is weak, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> so I didn't want to set myself up for failure. What I did was I did it in three days, no food, water only, and wow. then three days, more of a Daniel, you know, Focus, fruits, yeah. vegetables, um, no, no sugar, stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, no, no meat even, but it was some, it was mm. so, something. So I did like three days and three days of that. And then three days and three, you know, I, I did in three day kind of rotations for, yeah. the, for the 21 days. Wow. Um, and even that was difficult. No, I'm, I'm that, just thinking about it in my head and just thinking about it gives me anxiety. <laughs> like, uh, well, even like, you know, I'm not a good shop. Like it's like eating healthy. I don't know what to buy. So even mm-hmm. like when I go to the store for the three days, I'm like, what do I buy? Like just, mm-hmm. I'm buying a bag of apples, you know, it's like, I don't know what that is. It's, 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 it's broccoli. Yeah. yeah I don't know what to do. Um, but man, that, that was even difficult, but I was like, I really wanted to do the no, I really wanted to just no food. Yeah. I really wanted to say, I say I did it, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it was even three days was hard. Like, I don't know the people do like a 40, a 40 day, like, man, like. I, I look at Jesus. I'm like, bruh. Okay, but Jesus one. was fully God. You the one. You the one, bruh. You Just know. saying. Yeah. So, fully God, right there. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So we're we're excited. 21 days of prayer and fasting starts this Sunday's day one. We'll be at church, and then um, Monday through Friday, you can catch us on social yeah. with the with the daily devotions and the and the prayer focuses. And then Saturdays, you can join us 9 a.m. at our church offices. All that stuff is on our website, transformationchurch.com/events. Nice. That was a mouthful. Yeah, I did pretty good with that. You did. I barely heard you breathe. I didn't. So, uh, so we're gonna we're gonna get into Pastor Brad's sermon from Sunday. Uh, we started a, a brand new a brand new series, kind of the even the focus for for the year. It's kind of the, I think going to be a theme for a year. This dream again idea, right? Yeah. And, and we, you know, Pastor Brad started talking to us, and you know, we do a staff retreat at the end of every year. So he's kind of he goes away. I think it's in October. 
close to November. He goes away for a week up to Kentucky to some family by himself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think he stays with his grandma. And that's kind of his time with God and, and gets focused for the next year for our church and, you know, kind of where, where God's taking our church. And, and then he comes back and was cast not to us. And the idea of like our church being healthy, he talked about that yes. on Sunday. Yeah. Um, how do we make our, our church as healthy as possible for the individual, mm-hmm. you know, who calls a TC home our our small groups and all these things. So, and then it was just the idea of dream again. Mm-hmm. So, um, the, the, the first message, you know, w- was titled dead dormant or, or determined talking about your dream. Um, and I, I like the message. I'm going to read the scripture, uh, the scripture that the, the, the primary scripture he based that off of, um, basing the message off of is Genesis 37, um, verses three through four. And it says, now Israel loved Joseph more than any other of his sons because he was with the son of his old age. And he made him a robe of many colors. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peacefully to him. You know, this is the story of, of Joseph and, you know, the coat of, coat of many colors and all these yes. things. And, um, you know, but, and, and, you know, if you know about the story and Joseph had these dreams and then he kind of does something, mm-hmm. I don't know, it wasn't, wasn't the smartest thing to go telling yeah. Telling all his brothers. You oh, know. yeah. I think that they're just, you know, there's something about uh, that the Lord has been teaching me because I'm very like, as soon as I feel like he gives me a revelation about something, I immediately want to go tell somebody like yeah. I'm, I'm excited and I want to tell somebody. And, you know, there's this um, something that he's been telling me just about like the sacredy of just the time that I have with him. Like some of it is meant to be shared, but some of it is for you is just for me. Yeah and him and it's like that intimate relationship with the lord i feel like that might be something joseph could have <laughs> picked up on. well and it, and it can be off it can be off-putting to people right so oh man i'm i really have to go here and i probably shouldn't do you know what you are on the enneagram oh god have you ever done the enneagram i've done it once and i honestly can't remember i think i was like a three wing two okay you're a three if you're a three i'm a three okay. i think so right, right on um you know but but certain certain I think personality types, even um, if you're a, a futurist in a mm-hmm. sense, right? Especially like if you're seven on the Enneagram, like a visionary. But um, if you're kind of a futurist, like I, I, I've always kind of been that way. You get yeah. ideas, maybe even not spiritual. Like what you just said was a very spiritual thing of sure. like the Lord talking to you. But like you have you have ideas for the future, or if you um, are, I used to be in sales, right? So I would get these like grand ideas of how I'm going to sell more stuff. Like sure. this is a way I can do something that the customer like. And because you think they're brilliant ideas, you know, you want to tell people, right? Yeah. And, and so when I read down in this story, that's kind of how I view it. It's like he had this dream. Of course, his was, and then tell his brothers, but it was like, what do you, look, bro, nah. Like, yeah. What are we going to bow down to you? Like, yeah. what are you saying here? Like, yeah. what, what's the implication in, in your dream, you mm-hmm. know? Um, I honestly, when Pastor Brad was talking about it, <clears throat> was thinking about my brother um, because he's definitely a visionary and a dreamer. Um, he has like an engineering heart, you know, and, um, he's working on a project right now that's huge that I think is amazing. Um, and it's called justifier. I've talked about it before, but anyways, what it's about doesn't really matter. The point is, is that so many, he's lost so many friends and he's had so many people who have invested, you know, basically like back out or, um, you know, just betray him in certain ways. And it's like, to some degree, it's kind of like that. It's like, you know, he, people, you know, are just, 
squashing his dreams. They're basically, they don't understand it. It doesn't make sense. Or it's that what, what happened here with Joseph, which is just this like, almost like a jealousy type of a thing, or just the idea that you can't, they can't see him at this level because right. they saw, you know, they grew yeah. up with him. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. not this one, like he's not about to be up here, you know, and um, <clears throat> people can just be really discouraging with that. They can really squash your dreams and even take it, you down with them. And Pastor Brad said that. I, I don't know exactly how he phrased it. It was not what was part of his notes, um, but he, he said something along the lines of like, not everyone is it's for, for you. you. Like yeah. even in your circle. And man, that's true. It's true. And I, I don't necessarily think it's always intentional. So it's not like no, right. everyone in your circle is completely out to get you. I don't necessarily think that. I think there might be there. Sometimes there, there are people that may be. But he even mentioned like even even in, in friendships, mm-hmm. like um, when, when something really good happens or, you know, we can be friends until you're like until all of a sudden. Until you're about to surpass me. And then yeah. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. And then and then like you say, it's it's essentially it's a little bit of jealousy or envy. Um, and, and you kind of sometimes or see fear. people. I guess true. Fear. True colors, yeah. Fear, fear could be fear of uh, being left behind. Way. Fear of being, you know, like. And to me, that just uh, obviously, I think we all suffer from that on some level. Sure, it it, it shows a level of insecurity. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you you have these dreams, like maybe it's it's for real, and maybe maybe it's little things like, um, a, even like a business, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's always easy to talk about that, but especially now in the age we live in, like it's never been easier. Especially if you're if you're handy or crafty, mm-hmm. like people make furniture and these pallet things or whatever. Um, and, and people are making millions of dollars on YouTube, Justin. Yeah, okay? right, right, right. Millionaires, <laughs> like they're twenty years old. Okay, that's crazy because they make YouTube videos. I I think that's great. I'm baffled, but not even that though. There are also people who maybe make a grand a month selling stuff on Etsy. Oh yeah, right. So yeah. Um, yeah, and 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 anything in between. But even that thousand dollars a month could be. A, a game changer for that household, but maybe you have a gift where you do whatever, like with girls. I say girls. I know it's not all girls. Like cal- I, what pops in my head is calligraphy, calligraphy. right? Yeah. Um, and then you do calligraphy stuff and you sell it on Etsy or, or oh, yeah. the Facebook Marketplace. Absolutely. But you know, you tell you could tell your friend, and then they want to convince you of every reason why you shouldn't. You shouldn't do, do that, right? And it's like mm-hmm. you know, it's like I thought you were f- like, don't you want to see this? And yeah, I mean, even <clears throat> even when it comes to like my brother, you know, as I listen to him, uh, first of all, I don't understand half of what he's talking about just because <laughs> he's just that much smarter than me in that regard. Um, and my fear for him can be can lead me to be a discouragement to him, yeah, because. Uh-huh. You know, because I love him so much, I don't want to see him fail. Yeah. I definitely don't want to see him lose everything he's worked so hard to get. And so my anxiety and my fear, you know, it's a temptation for me to want to say to him, well, maybe you should, you know, um, you know, do this or, 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 or just make sure you have a backup plan or, um, you know, don't, don't put all you have into this. Like make sure you have something to fall back. You know, there's that fear that's in me because I love him so much that I, you know, if I'm not careful, it can be a huge discouragement to his dream out of fear. Right. Which is a lot of times I think what we even do with our friends, you know, we don't, we love them so much. We don't want to see them fail. And if we're not careful, that anxiety can be a real stumbling block for them on their way to their dreams. So very good. You know, so, and then as we move that, move that conversation along, you know, and, and I, I don't, 
I don't want to tell too much of his his story, but it, and it's in the message. But you know, he talked about you know Pastor Brad did about when he was younger and kind of running from the Lord. He was a teenager and just kind of yeah. out doing stupid stuff. And then, um, you, you know, and then there was the point where he really understood the call on his life. And he talked about his early twenties where he, you know, married his wife, Ashley and yeah. you know, their first home and all that had, had their son, Jamin. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of talked about that, even talked mentioning, you know, he knew the dream God put in him. And then when Jabin gets diagnosed and is sick, you know, yeah. he kind of talked about that and how for, for years that, you know, you may even have all these God given dreams and plans and calling, mm-hmm. but the, the life circumstance consumes you mm-hmm. as it, should and and that and that situation um you know but then then the point he had was you know the enemy's not interested in destroying you he's interested in destroying what god has put in you you know and and in that regard the the enemy didn't have to attack brad personally Mm -hmm. he was attacking him through other through other things or through even the circumstance if anything distracting him and in, in, in him and yeah um so i you know i, I always i don't talk too much about his story in that sure. regard um you know but you you think about what what they they went through with that you know it is a it is a miracle where we even are today even as a, as a church and yes. him you know i think that and, and 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 ashley of course yes again you know obviously not to talk too much about it but you know <clears throat> i took care of jay and i love him and i love brad and ashley and um you know, it's to me, like, obviously I see, um, you know, so many people, you know, we, we're tempted to think, you know, how much more would God have been glorified if Jabin had been healed? Yeah. And, um, obviously, yes, we wish that that had happened, but at the same time, I think how much, how much more is God glorified through the fact that Brad and Ashley wake up every day and they're, they're joyful people to be around They're they're living their life. Brad gets up and preaches a sermon on Sundays that encourages people and, yeah. and leads them to the Lord. And, you know, I can't help but be encouraged by the fact that, you know, in this situation, I feel like the enemy tried to use something to take out mm-hmm. the Livingston. You know, I always think about the line, the Livingston family, Pastor Dan and, and Pastor Brad and then Jay. And, you know, I feel like the enemy, you know, in an effort to take that out. Oh, man. He failed yeah. miserably. Miserably. He failed miserably because now there's this huge, this legacy that will live on way past Pastor Brad's life, way past our life, that will continue to lead people to the Lord because there's a legacy that's been left and yeah. not just a life. Absolutely. And then, and in that, I mean, you you mentioned Pastor Dan, we're, we're starting with that. I mean, um, even the dream that God had placed in him years and years ago in the ministry, right. Mm-hmm. And this call and this dream, you know, the enemy tried to shatter all that, Oh yeah, you know, and, 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 and that, that's his, that's the point he had in the message is like, he's not, he doesn't necessarily, not only does he not have to, he's not always interested in destroying you, destroying what he put place. Well, he's, his goal is to destroy the Lord right. is what he's trying to do. He's exactly. trying to thwart the Lord's plan so that he can prove you know, it, it's like a power struggle. It's pride ultimately. And <clears throat> that's why I think it's just, you know, when Pastor Brad gets up there on Sunday and then, you know, just seeing the Livingston family, I'm like, uh, I love the, <laughs> I love the script. You know, I always say the things that the enemy intended for, for evil, God literally forced it. He promises that any trouble or suffering that we go through, he's not, it may not be removed from us, but he promises that he's going to force that thing to, to, benefit us to bow to us ultimately um and work for our good and uh i think that that's what happened with joseph you know if you go once we go deeper into the story it's you know what they intended for evil 
by putting him in that pit, God already knew that that was going to happen and had already forced that evil to work for Joseph's benefit and ultimately for God's bigger plan, which was to save Israel. So Absolutely. And then, and then there was a, the scripture there, John 10, 10, you know, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. Like, uh, whether that's, if he, if he's not going to be able to destroy you, whatever he can do to destroy the, the calling, uh, the, the calling, the, the dream that's inside of you or, mm-hmm. or, or get you off focus or whatever the case is. It's when I, that just made me think of something. Like when I said off focus, there's, there's often been a prayer. Like if I pray for someone mm-hmm. and I remember it, I remember specifically like in, in student ministry, but like sometimes I'm praying for someone I, I think of, um, you know, like a horse race. Mm-hmm. Horses wear blinders. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, because so they can't see. they can't see. And and I I think of that sometimes. And sometimes that's been a prayer of mine for other people, or even myself when I'm praying for someone, especially someone that you know. There's this really you see it with it, it's really easy to spot with teenagers in their late teens. Oh, yeah. when they're in this weird stage but especially one that you know has got this powerful call in their life Mm -hmm. and they're trying to figure it out it's like this prayer of like blinders like on a horse you know Mm -hmm. where you're not you're running your race like don't worry about what's over here you can't see what's over here you run your race it's like but and and that's what you got to have because the enemy's out there like seeking whom he may devour yeah i um (laughs) i remember when you guys were doing the the 360 Yeah. 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 Okay. And you guys all brought us there. And uh, it was like me, Jawan, Karen. (laughs) Yeah. And I remember how Jawan doesn't get mad at me for talking about it. Yeah. But Jawan was like so angry. Oh, he's mad. Oh, he was so upset. He did not want to do it. And I remember Justin, like he stepped on that stage and just, I could feel it. It was great. In like in my spirit, like I could feel the Lord encouraging me to pray for Jawan because I could see in that moment that the enemy was trying to distract Joan from the calling that the Lord had on his life through fear of just whatever. Like he was, you you know, and I know that I know that anger because I'm like, I don't want to do this. And I know I'm, I'm, you know, it's just, but I I remember praying for Joan and then seeing him now just totally step into that calling and just really embracing it. And I'm just, again, and he still has a hard time. Oh yeah. He he gets, I, I say a hard time. I shouldn't say it like that. Um, almost like a, uh, apprehension yeah. to, to, to well, even want to do it. It's a doubt. It's a, it's a, this, you know, it's a, a doubting of yourself. And obviously there's the fear of rejection. There's the, you know, the fear of, of judgment, the fear of failing, you know, for me, when you or pastor Brad or Karen or somebody who I, you know, think of as an authority in my life, ask me to do something, there's always this apprehensiveness of like, well, I don't want to let the Lord down. <laughs> I definitely don't want to let these people who obviously trusted me enough to put me on stage with a mic down. And so it it becomes very heavy. And so I definitely understand Joanne's fear, which I think is why I was so encouraged to pray for him because I understood it very, very well. But at the same time, I also, because Brad forced me to do it, um, understood, you know, that the Lord and his faithfulness would not let him fail. It's just really hard to see that when you're standing up there on stage and you're vulnerable. Well, when you were in the room, right? Yeah. So, so even with using Juwan as the example, I was on stage with him when we were practicing, mm-hmm. and he was probably the best one. Oh yeah, he was. As far as yeah, w- without a doubt. Well, yeah, he did so good. Mm-hmm. And so, so what's funny in a situation like that is everyone in the room can see how good someone's doing, except the person doing it. Oh my All gosh, they think yes. of is, oh my god, I look, 
I look stupid right look now. Or I don't, I'm, not, I'm not saying stuff right. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the whole thing. And it's like, man, everyone else in the room sees His the jaw potential. Dropped, like, yeah, whoa. Yeah. So it's like, and that's, that's also encouraging, mm-hmm. which helps drive the, like the need for the prayer for that person. Yeah, absolutely. But it's like, man, if they could see what we see, mm-hmm. you know, and we were joking this past Sunday, you know, yeah, uh, this past Sunday, it was, it was me and him doing the, you know, the transition during the service and what he was speaking, when he when he was speaking, he got a response like there was supposed to be people oh, clapping yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And, I, and we when we kind of walked <laughs> off the stage, I was like, "It's always, it's it always the good thing about the claps is not for you, but it lets you know that what you thought of to say was received, was, was received, mm-hmm. right?" And and um, he was like. He's like, yeah, it makes it it makes it better, right? Yeah, like, it. but it's the same reason, like you want to amen a, a preacher when he's preaching. Yes. It's like, um to not, let them know that they're on the right track. That right track, they're yeah. making, you know, yeah, like I'm getting you. We're I'm tracking, you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think Juwan does a great job. Yeah. He he still uh has a little apprehension. Look, sometimes. I don't think that it ever. I mean, I did so many transitions, and I'm honestly like, I'm so glad I did that. Number. Yeah, because um, it's it's just hard, it's you know. It's I think, but at the same time. You step up there and you really are, you know, I, I have often said that, you know, I read a lot of books like Corey Ten Boone and, you know, different people in the faith that put themselves in situations where if God didn't show up, you were, it was about to cost you something, <laughs> right. you know? And, um, I think every single time that, you know, Pastor Brad steps on stage or you step on stage or I step on stage or, you know, you get behind a mic or you have an audience or a platform but to any degree, um, the last thing you really, you know, you are absolutely terrified because you recognize the fact that you really can't be good enough to move people in, you know, towards the Lord. Like he really has to show up. And it's weighty. Yeah. It's because it's, it's, it's not just a room. We're not giving a talk. Yeah. It's not like, like an encouraging speech. I mean, right, I can encourage people like this. Not you a know? TED talk. No. <laughs> right. You know, um, and, and that's the, that's the, you know, it's, it's. I feel like we're kind of rabbit trailing, which is sure. can be okay, but it's <clears throat> it's the danger. Me and me and Pastor Brad talk about this. It's the danger of really skilled communicators mm-hmm. that are preachers. Yeah, because sometimes you can you can rely. I mean, public speaking is a learned talent. I think right. some people are naturally better than others, but you can be better at it. And I think name your favorite preacher. Um, you know. Those guys work really hard at the craft, mm-hmm. the spiritual aside, you know, the, 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 the art of standing on a stage and speaking a message. Yeah. They work hard at that craft. When you get good at it, you know, you're good at it. Mm-hmm. And if you're not careful as a preacher, I think you can, you, you can start you can't to rely, just rely on that. On that. Yeah. You, there's gotta be, there's gotta be a Holy Spirit behind that Absolutely. you know as far so um but 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 you're right and then you know you and, and one thing we started talking about with these transitions because we what we're talking about with transitions is we wanted to incorporate people in our church that aren't just pastors or staff mm-hmm. in front of our people right yes. um so there was a there was a, a small list of people we had that we wanted to, to use you being one of them you know um but what we started talking about is we would do the transition. We always kind of had a focus. Yeah. We would kind of tie it to like the series Whatever. of the message. Yep. Um, and kind of the conversation we started having, me and Pastor Brad was like, 
we don't want it to be too rehearsed. And I don't mean rehearse. I mean rehearsed for the person, right? Yeah. Like, so even like for me, if I'm going to do, if I'm going to know in the transition, I'm going to, I need to tell a little story or something, man, I spend several days thinking about what am I going to say and how does it connect to the message? How am I going to make the connection yeah. and, and all those things? Karen does the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Karen does a good job of tying the, her story into the message she and, does. and yes. those things. Um, the how the the but to that that uh-huh. we started talking about is do we are we training ourselves or each other or are we teaching say you mm-hmm. to fully rely on the Holy a Spirit. few days of preparation mm-hmm. and and I plan this out or can I get up in a moment and follow the prompting of the Holy Spirit yeah and and that's very that and that's and that's, that's hard heavier yeah. for sure i mean just with brad if he would like you know like i remember one time he like nudged me like after first service and second service worship and i i knew he was gonna say so i was like brad do not tell me to change something yeah. i have this is locked in um and he did he asked me to change something and i was so nervous i thought oh my gosh i'm gonna get up there and i'm gonna be thinking about you know what he wanted me to change you know, but I think in all that, the Lord has really taught me that you're not going to fail. Like he's not going, I mean, that's the bottom line is that this is all about his name and his glory. <laughs> right. And he's not going to let you fail because it's about his name and his glory. And when we get up there and we fully trust in him and we kind of just lean back and kind of, it's almost like that, that, you know, what is it? You fall back, that trusting game that everybody's yeah, yeah, yeah. like, it, it's like kind a, of like, like that. Yeah. When you lean back and you're like, okay, Lord, you know, like if you don't show up. I'm about to hit the ground, so I need you to show up. <laughs> yeah, and, and sometimes there's really a moment, especially if you're just coming out of a worship song yeah. and people were in a real spirit of worship. Um, it may not be, we may not need to hear the story I prepared. We just yeah. may need to have someone yeah. lead the congregation in a different form of worship. You know, there's still music playing mm-hmm. and like, how do we exalt Jesus in this moment? Or yeah. what's the need in the room? Like, what yeah. is the Lord saying right now? Oh my gosh, um, yeah. And, and, you know, I guess it helps coming out of a Pentecostal background, a charismatic background in that, um, where if you haven't come from that, it may be a little harder. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so I don't know how we got off way down there, but I like (laughs) We were talking about dreams. We were talking about dreams. So, (laughs) so, so moving, moving through the, the, the next point there, you know, we talked about how the enemy's not out to necessarily destroy you. He's, he's interested in destroying what God has put in you. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, sometimes what the, the, ne- the next point was what the enemy can't destroy, he'll make dormant. Yes. Um, and I like that a lot because when you, when you think about that, you know, the enemy will convince you to trade your God dream for a golden dream. Um, and he had an, an, an analogy for that from Exodus, you know, the scripture of Exodus 32, two through four about, um, you know, a, taking off all the gold earrings and all the gold things and they were going to, mm-hmm. they cast it and made a, you know, made an idol that they were going to worship. Right. Yeah. And, you know, God's in the process of giving like actual, like, like his, <laughs> law. his yes. law. And then all the people are down here and then, well, he took too long. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you know, so the, it, it's, it's like, is it a God dream or is he even a good dream or in his analogy with the, with the scripture of like a golden dream? Yeah. Um, and, and I think that that's, that's where I think a lot of Christians can find themselves. You know, this God did something once in you. You, you see it. People get saved, and mm-hmm. they're like, there's a year of super, sometimes 
I don't want to say overzealous, but overzealousness yeah. for the Lord. And then over time, to the, I mean, you ever met like sometimes these older Christians, I don't mean older in age, I just mean. They've been a Christian for a, a while. A long time. Yeah. And it's like, there's just, there's no spark left yeah. in them. The passion is gone. Uh, yeah. But I, God did something. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's something that's gone dormant, you know? Um, yeah. I just find that interesting. I definitely, I remember Brad, uh, Pastor Brad said something. He said, um, don't let your desires distract you from your dream. Is that what he said? Something, al- something, along, something those along those lines. And I remember, was it, it was like all day, uh, s- uh, Sunday evening and Monday, I literally was like walking around and just saying that over and over and over in my head. Like, Ashley, do not let your desires distract you from your dream, like from the dreams that you have for your life that God has given you, you know, because a lot of us find ourselves in that place. You know, God has given us a dream. He's put something in our heart, something, you know, Maybe he's gonna, you know, he's giving you a dream to write a book or to study a certain scripture or maybe a job or, you know, to reach out to that person at your work that's, um, you know, not saved or whatever. And your desire to be affirmed or your desire to gain approval or your desire to be liked, mm. um, you know, <laughs> can really kind of blur out that dream because you're like, yeah, the Lord, you know, when he speaks it to you, you're so encouraged and you're so excited and you can't wait to share what he's given you. But then you go to work and you see that person there and it's like the enemy just, it kind of comes at you with this. Well, if you say that, they might have a different opinion. Of right. you. Maybe they won't like you. Maybe you're going to be labeled as this. Maybe, you know, they're going to say something that hurts your feelings. And so there becomes this like desire to feel a loved and affirmed and, and approved that kind of clouds out that, that passion dream that the Lord given us to, to talk to this person about him. And that applies to so many other things in our life, you know, new year resolutions. Everybody's always <laughs> talking about fitness. Um, you know, and for me, I feel like just as I'm in nursing school, and just really aligning that career path with just the ministry that I feel like the Lord has called me to in that, um, it kind of changes my perspective on fitness just a little bit. You know, it's, it's no longer necessarily just about now, granted it still is about looking good. Cause let's just be real. We all want to look good. I'm trying to get a six pack. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it would be just retarded to pretend like that's not it. That is totally part of it. But just because that's a reality doesn't mean that that has to be my focus. My focus, you know, I feel like the Lord has kind of put this, this dream in me to be able to, you know, if he calls me to Nepal one day, can my body, can my body physically endure the, you know, what it would have to endure to climb the mountains and to, to, mm. to breathe in a place that is, you know, higher in altitude or, you know, I wouldn't if, a, it if a point. child yeah. is, you know, <laughs> walking with me, can I carry them, yeah. you know, or if, you know, something happened, um, you know, just a tra- traumatic situation, like could my body physically pick up and save somebody? Could I carry them to safety? Um, as a nurse, can I lift my patients? Can I stay on my feet for 12 hours and not sit down? You know, can my body physically endure those things for the glory of the Lord? Because how can I do what he's called me to do? Yeah. If I haven't taken care of the body that he's given me to do it, That's in? Good. you know, and so there's that desire for, you know, I bought Jason his birthday cake, his red velvet cake, and it's been sitting on my table. <laughs> and I was like, please take this cake to work with you <laughs> Get because it out of here. I am literally rehearsing in my head. Ashley, don't let the desires 
cloud the dream, Ashley. Don't let the desire cloud the dream. Well, yeah. Um, well, well, that goes. That that was actually the next the next point. In the message was our dreams become dormant when we trade them for our desires. Yeah, which is exactly the way he worded that. You know. Yep. Um, and and because because the desires, specifically, you know, like desires of our flesh, mm-hmm. a lot of times don't align with that that dream, that no, calling. Don't. You mm-hmm. know, um, specifically in the long term. Absolutely. You know, when you really think of when you really think of long term, it's like it's the endurance that gets us. I mean, even with them, you know, waiting for God to literally give them what they ultimately wanted, you know, yeah. guidance, his laws and stuff. They're like, oh, it, he's taking too long. We're just going to build our own idol over here. And it's like it's because we we lack endurance. And that's the hard part. Like That's that's the hard part even for that's why I love the Enneagram and personality types, because there's so many different types. But, you know, I, I only can speak through my own lens, right? Mm-hmm. But even for me, it's like um, when you're when you're the kind of person that likes to make things happen mm-hmm. and you're a, a planner <laughs> and you have the ability sometimes to see the end goal yeah. of a, even a task or whatever the goal is, it's, it, that, that's not going to be your gift, right? Here's the end goal. Let's work backwards to get there. Yeah. You know, and it's sometimes the danger that the, the hard part that I walk through just even as a, as a Christian is you try to do too much yourself yeah, or it's, it becomes, that's the goal. Even if God gave me the goal and then you try to figure out how you're going to get there. Oh yeah. And it's like, well, he well, never, cause you're trying to make it happen. Trying to make it happen. You know, it's like, that's not, that's not, um, Oh, I feel like that happens all the time. Like he, he lets you know, he's, he's leading you. He's, you know, put the stream in you and he's going to get you there. Yeah. But let's say two years have passed and you still aren't there yet. And so there's this temptation in us to say, okay, Lord, well, maybe maybe I was supposed to do this in order to get here. Maybe the Lord is waiting for me to do this so that I can get here. And it's like, no. And like, he doesn't need you to. On the, fl- the flip side of that is those people talking about dormant dreams. Yeah. It's like, that are just just standing still. True. It's like, you know, something I've, the, the phrase I kind of tell people. Stagnant. Right, what, I've done, what I've talked to people is like, look, the Lord will guide your step, but you need to be stepping. You got to move. You yeah, go. that's you, true. You know, so, um, and that's that dormant, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes people, you know, and I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to teach or tell someone how to reignite that other than like when, because it's not to say that you're still not in love with Jesus. So I, I wouldn't say it's. It's like fall back in love with Jesus and that dormant dream will become alive again because that doesn't, I don't think everyone's not, not in love, not in love with Jesus. It's mm-hmm. just um, maybe over time or a complacency, right? Yeah. Like, um, but it's like figuring out how to spark that mm-hmm. thing again. Well, it's a fixing our eyes on something that is, you know, I can't remember exactly how it was worded, but it was in, in regards to overcoming a specific idol in, in your life. Like you don't overcome that idol until you love something more than you love that idol. And so I think for for us, like what you're saying is that our eyes have to be on Jesus and we need to see his beauty and his love and um, let that kind of ignite in us this passion for him. And when our eyes are fixed on him and we're moving, following after him and we're not looking to the right or to the left, you know, he's going to get us where we have to go. Well, I mean, we were created to worship. Absolutely. Everybody worships something. something yeah. You know, and I think sometimes maybe when I think of those old Christians, not old in age. I have to always Mature, pre- Christ- pre- pre- mature pre- Christians. Yeah, you know, but you, you, you've seen it where sometimes um, even those people that may be faithful in church. Yeah. I just, I think of the stereotype of like 
small stagnant church and maybe that's very incorrect of me but i'm just trying to put a picture for, for you know i'm trying to put a picture out there what's in my head it's like they're faithful in their church attendance they're faithful in this is the hymn book that i have they're faithful in kjv mm-hmm. only and it's like there's a you know they have convictions mm-hmm. and um the convictions are because of the lord yeah. and those type of things um but it's like I don't want to say that's all idol worship. I want to be just careful in my words, but it's almost like you they, they fall in love with the tradition or the the they've doctrinalized tradition sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, just we need to fall back in love with Jesus. Yeah. Those those all things exist because of Jesus, yeah. you know, and it, it just becomes so hard and I think that's the you know the the danger that we run into even as as, as Christians, like even in a even in a non-traditional church. Yeah. Even in like a church like ours that's non-traditional, we can have our own traditions in a non-traditional church. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, and you just have to fight that, you know. Um, it's you easy know. to become ingrained in the in the habitual of every day. Right. Like if you, if you have a, and you know, those, those old school churches where everybody wears a suit and tie. If I walked in wearing what I'm wearing now, I'm going to get crazy looks. Yeah. The flip can exist in churches where you dress like this and somebody, walks, somebody in walks in with a suit and tie. It's, you're the like, same, it's the same attitude. Yeah. yeah. It's like, that's just not cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I think uh, also just this came to mind too as far as our dreams and then the enemy just kind of um, getting us to a place where those dreams go dormant, I think is when God gives us a dream and we create the outcome in our head, what it's going to look like. You know, maybe God gives you a dream that you're going to, uh, you know, have four kids or five kids. You know, this is what he's telling you. And um, you have this dream in your heart and you in your head have created what this out, what this is going to look like. And then I think that, you know, when that dream doesn't meet our timeline or our expectation, um, we start to hear the enemy kind of whisper in our, in our ears, you know, he's forgotten about you. You misheard him. That's not true. Um, and then that dream kind of goes dormant for, and until something comes back and ignites that again, the spirit or whatever. And, um, and, and that's what I think ultimately the hope for, the message Sunday was, yeah, is, is his final point was it's time to dream again. Yeah. So hopefully that little, we keep saying like to reignite this spark. Hopefully if someone was sitting in the, one of the services or watched it online or listened to the message on a podcast, that was the Holy spirit doing that yeah. even through pastor Brad's message. And it's like, it's time to dream again, whatever that is. Like, yeah. um, you know, what are the dreams for your, for your walk with the Lord? What has he called you to do? Um, you know, what about your family? What about your career? And yeah. how does it all tie together? You know, those type of things. It's like, maybe, maybe you've had a dream that's been dormant and, and all we needed was a simple message to, to, to spark that for like, yeah. it's time to dream again. Like let's start 2020 and, and let's get ourselves healthy spiritually, yeah. physically, the whole deal. Um, and as we make, as we make our strong Christians and strong believers, you know, that, that can then create strong families and ultimately yeah. just become a strong church and then yep. a strong community and we can help impact all this. So, um, yeah, that, yeah. that's pretty much the message. Yeah, it was, Dream it was again. good. It was it good was stuff. Good. Um, so if you, if you're watching or listening, um, man, if you, if you missed the message, Check it out on online. You can watch it or you can listen to the to the podcast. It was a, it was a great message, and, and we're going to continue uh, through the series Dream Again uh, this coming Sunday. So 
uh, yeah, check it out if you if you missed it. Uh, if you if you listen to our podcast, man, it'll mean a lot to us if you would subscribe and share it and rate it and all those things. Uh, Ashley, thanks for coming in and absolutely being thanks a part for having the, me. Being a part of the of the podcast today. If you're watching us um, on Facebook, we appreciate you guys joining us, um, and we'll see you guys next time for another week, another sermon, another follow up podcast. See you guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review on iTunes. You get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget, you can follow Pastor Justin and Pastor Brad on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at Brad Livingston underscore. You can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.